Hi Candy Tribe, welcome to another episode of Candy Talks with Endurance. And if you're just joining us for the very first time, welcome to our talk basement. We talk about virtually anything and everything. We're open to conversations and we're open to evolving conversation you, you can correct us if you want to i keep using uh because this is a safe community where you get to talk about a whole lot of things i'm pretty much the one doing the talking right now but i better achieve that real quick very soon so today i intend to talk about the good kid the concept of being the good kid i know a lot of us might not really understand what i'm trying to say so let me just explain it if growing up for you you've always been labeled oh man you, you've got your act right oh that that child is so much of a good kid Sometimes it can be the um, display of something that is outrightly wrong. Now, I'm not saying that not being labelled as a good kid is a bad thing. You know, we have kids that while growing up, they were such a handful. They were um, tyrants in quotes. They were troublesome. They were somewhat rebellious. But everybody always give a thumbs up to that kid that does everything they're told, no question, always sitting at where they put them. It could be something wrong as well because as much as um they do everything that adults require them to do the good kid can be suffering in silence the good kid might have gotten used to the idea of doing what is required of them of not leaving their childhood in its entirety now so i this is something somewhere on um girls like me page on instagram and something just gonna read it out it says when people say you were such a good kid growing up. It means you expressed no needs and did as you were told. A lot of the good kids in codes were anxious kids, the sensitive kids who would sense the frustration of the adults in their lives whenever they expressed their needs. Hmm. Another page says, this is a reminder for parents to check on their good kids. Chances are they learn to stay quiet about their needs. Sensitive and even tempered children will shape themselves in whoever you want them to be. This is your way of coping. Reading this, I could understand it. I could relate with it so well because growing up, because I saw a lot of frustrated adults around me, be it my parents. Yeah, mostly my parents because, I mean, we're all influenced by what happens in our own and I mean, we were a lot, not too much. I had, I have four siblings and all that. And I mean, you can really have two parents. You can really have one attention to a, a child at one time. And I saw that they had to cater for all the needs. I saw that they had to do several things for my siblings. Indirectly, without being told, I learned to be the quiet one. I learned to be the one that would suck it in, that wouldn't really nag or say something about how they're feeling, how it was. It got so bad that even when in school, yeah, I attended a public school, secondary school while growing up, and I have to pay for some certain things in school, I would seldom mention it at home. I'm getting beaten in school for this, but because I know that, oh, daddy and mommy need to settle some bills at home, and I wouldn't say anything until it's too late, until probably I've saved up my lunch money enough to pay for it. And I was really, really a quiet child that would want to stay out of your way so that you wouldn't, um, things would be easier. Maybe if I don't bring my own troubles, maybe you have it easy. 
but I was suffering in silence. Not because I wanted to be rebellious or I wanted to do outrageous things, but I felt like I wasn't given as much attention when it comes to my feelings because, oh, endurance is fine. I mean, there was always that, that realize that um, that thing that oh, endurance is fine. She can handle her own thing. So she's not going to give us trouble. Oh, the others are the one we need to check. Unless it's like the others were, were rebellious or something. But I always put myself in a corner so that they have time for my other siblings. I would do it all over again if I have to do it. But in a way, it sends me down a path that I would rather not have gone through. I became ridiculously self-reliant as a child. In the things that I should be vocal about, I should discuss with my parents. I became self-reliant. I tried to settle myself. The things that I should have asked questions about, I tried to figure it out myself. So I started having this consciousness like, oh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more advanced in age than my peers. It was an illusion because the moment I left home and I started living on my own, I left home at a very tender age. I left home at 17. And I started living on my own, was it 18 thereabouts? <laughs> yeah. And I started, you know, making decisions for myself. I really made some bad choices because I didn't rely on adults enough to get the knowledge that I could get from them, thinking, oh, I'm all wise. But I wasn't all wise. My needs were not taken care of emotionally because I always put off a brave face. I always do what I've been told to do. I always stay clear out of the way so that people other people can be catered for and it can be drenching so this is this this is just to anyone that has been labeled and it, it can be to get read because i i saw some sometimes somewhere sometimes that uh whatever attitude or whatever trait whatever trait or habits that you you cultivate till you're 13 is who you are i was like that till i was 13 I imbibed those good kids character. Now, good kids in quotes, being self-reliant, um, being independent, and I became like that. It was so hard for me to ask for help. I still find it so hard to ask for help. I feel I feel some set of failure when I let you know that I'm in need. You know, it's it's really, really, it's really, really hard for me to let go of that trait. Even though I know that nobody is an island, nobody can exist on their own, we all need help. And I'm an adult now, I've gone so far in life because at one point or the other, some people helped me out. When it's time for me to outrightly ask for help, I won't ask for help because I feel like, oh my God, you have failed at one thing that you should do for yourself take care of yourself. I learned that at a very early age. It was it was really sad. And sometimes I want the attention. I wanted my parents to notice that I'm trying to take care of myself. Just appreciate me for that. There was there was one particular thing, one particular thing that happened that it, it always it still hurts me that I didn't get noticed. So um, from a witness home, I, I grew up here, uh, as a Jehovah's Witness. I am a Jehovah's Witness. So we have annual convention that we go to and uh, we usually dress up for these things. Uh, at the time, for this particular one, I can't remember the year now. I think it should be probably 2008 or 2009, yeah. 
So uh, we're supposed to go for this convention and usually we sew new clothes and all that, new attires and all. I knew um, my parents had to, you know, pay for my other siblings to get new attires. So I decided to take up my own attire by, by myself. I decided to do that for myself and I did it. I went to a tailor. I remember I paid 1,500 $1, for the attire. I was super happy that I got to do this for myself because I mean, it was a style that I chose and all. And it was money from my lunch money that I saved up. And I didn't bother my parents about what I was gonna wear. But I was so hurt that they didn't ask. I know they were overwhelmed by every other person. You, you get, I had a sibling, I had a sister in school, everything was expensive, they had to pay for the hair and all that. So I knew I was helping out by not mentioning mine. But that day, while we were in the car, we were traveling down, and my dad was giving out compliments to everybody. And he said to my eldest, my eldest sister, oh, you look nice in your attire. I paid for that and all that. Compliments were given out to everybody. And I didn't receive any compliment. I was so hurt. I was so pained. I was angry, like, yo, I did something by myself and y'all didn't notice. Is that how invincible I am? Is that how? It was, now I feel like tearing up. It was really, really, it was so painful, but I didn't say anything still. And my sister, my elder sister, very sensitive, so as, She's as sensitive as I am. And she was like, oh, you need to appreciate endurance too. She, she got all this attire by herself. And my take, parents were taken aback. I mean, it dawned on them that you just realized that they didn't give me money to do something for the convention. That's how bad, or that's how bad you feel when you stay complacent as a child and you tend to sort things out for yourself. I've had, overheard my parents several times say, endurance doesn't give us problems because I don't show need. Now, back to that, that, what I read, good kids will not show need. They always have it together. They don't make their parents stress. But there's something deficient in that because every child has needs, whether physical needs, emotional needs, and parents need to. Now, I'm speaking to present parents, upcoming parents, young adults like myself, you know, not so young, that we might eventually become parents and we should not, you know, fall into old pattern of saying that or assuming that because people don't show needs, they don't have it. Because people always, with open hands, accommodate us. They would want to. Because people always appear independent and self-sufficient that they're okay with it. There's always a need. There's always, and some of these people are, I wouldn't want to use the word proud, but some of these people are so used to being by themselves, taking care of themselves, getting out of people's way, that they won't outrightly ask you for help. And we would do them a lot of good when we help out the good kid. Be random and spontaneous with them. Ask them, how are you feeling? Do you need help with this? They're still gonna tell you no, but if you can, identify something lacking and you just do it without them asking, they will be eternally grateful. That is how to help out a good child, a good kid, by being spontaneous on them, by noticing the things that they've done vocalized. And for the good kid, please learn 
to vocalize. Please learn to show needs and wants because not everybody is good with picking up on cues. Not everybody is sensitive to know that this is lacking. Some people work, thrive on you telling them things and they will do excellently well. One of the persons that really helped me that um, that helped me with the old good kid trait was my elder sister. She would always, you know, until today, right? I feel like she's a good kid too. Yeah, she's the first child, so I feel like she's a good kid too. And she's always trying to do things by people and trying to stay out of the way. So she saw those things in me. So in times when I'm not asking, she does it. Times when I'm not showing that I need help, she go ahead and gives that help. And every good child, every good kid in quotes, every sensitive person needs that around them because it helps us to, you know, let our guards down and know that the fact that you cannot necessarily provide for yourself or do some certain things by yourself doesn't mean that you're failed. Mine was, I was hard on myself. Anytime I can't get some things done for myself, I feel like I failed at it. And it's a very hard um, standard to hold yourself by. So thank you so much for joining me on the talk today, talking about sensitive people and good kid and good people. So check up on your good people, <laughs> check up on your sensitive people. They might just need that help. Candy Tribes, I will see y'all next time. No, you will hear from me next time. I love you.